0: we all have goals we all have dreams but you want to be able to enjoy achieving those when you get there right and not being which i felt at certain stages in my life i was so burnt out i couldn't actually enjoy what I was accomplishing.
1: Hi Offscriptors. it's your host Sewa Ajay Pillay and welcome to episode 194 of the She's Offscript podcast. This is a show where we hear and learn from women who've created unique blueprints for their business success. My hope is that you'll hear their stories and translate their gems into a unique path for yourself. Over the past few years, several female executives and well-known entrepreneurs have stepped down from their leadership roles or shut down their businesses entirely. From YouTube's former CEO, Susan Wojcicki, to online business sensation, Vanessa Lau, they all cite burnout or the need to focus on their health as their reason for stepping back. Today's guest is also familiar with burnout. She launched a successful marketing agency at the age of 16, and by 27, she burned out for the first time. After going on a 12 year journey to figure out work life harmony, she created the Elevation Approach, a four phase framework that helps you achieve work life harmony. In this episode, Tina Wells is sharing a few ways we can either avoid or come back from burnout as business owners. Before we hear the rest of Tina's episode, just a quick reminder to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. This will help stories like Tina's get discovered by other women looking to launch their own off-script journeys. With that, let's go off-script with the creator and author of The Elevation Approach, Tina Wells. Tina Wells. Welcome to She's Off Script. Thank you for being here. Yes oh, sir. Well, thank you for having me. I cannot wait to dive
0: into this discussion.
1: Same here, I feel as though your book and the framework you've created is just coming at an opportune time in our history where we've been through a fundamental shift and now we're at a point of friction where people are kind of going back to the way things were and looking for maybe a different framework to create a new sense of balance. So I'm really hoping we get that out of our conversation here today. But for anyone who hasn't come across you, has not read any of your books, could you share who you are and what you do?
0: Sure. Um, Goodness, it's a story that I feel like uh, I've told a million times now. So always trying to find a way to make it sound a little bit different. But you know, the quick story is that I was an accidental teenage entrepreneur. I started my first company, which was a marketing company when I was 16. And by the time I was 27, I had already burned out. And so when we dive into what the elevation approach is, it's really something I created for myself to Mm -hmm helped me, you know, get out of the pattern of like starting and stopping things and getting super excited and really bringing big visions to fruition. And so ever since I started seeking this, you know, path, I would say to work life harmony, I found that I've been able to create a lot of things and be really successful with those things. And so, um, I've authored 20 books to date. Um, many, a few four series in middle grade. I have an adult marketing book, and then I have obviously the elevation approach and our workbook. Um, But we're going to get into how I've done all these different things from serving on boards to, you know, running programs at Wharton to, you know, building a few different companies. And and I get to do it all in a way that allows me to have work-life harmony. And so I'm really excited to share that today.
1: Wow. When you think about the hustle culture that we've had and in some ways still have, I feel like what you described for us is the ultimate hustle. You were establishing dreams fairly young and chasing after them um, and just really gathering those big goals. So just in the spirit of before and after here, what did the average week in your life look like while you were doing all these things, writing 20 books, you know, lecturing at Wharton Business School, which is a prestigious program? What did life look like for you? So
0: it's important to note that I've done 14 books in the last three years, right? So I've been more productive when I actually realized what work-life harmony looked like. But you're mm-hmm. totally right in that. You know, I I graduated college in 2002, immediately opened up an office in New York City. So think about what New York was like. It still is to this day, right? I feel like when I go to New York City, it's all about hitting the pavement hard. Like, well, that's not true. I think I've changed a little bit. But at that time in life, New York was definitely about doing as many things as you can do. You know, the vibe is totally different than L.A., right? L.A. just prohibits you from having like eight meetings in a day. Cause you just can't physically get to that. Yeah. But in New York, you really could, you know, grind from an 8am breakfast to 8am dinner. And I was loving it. I felt like I was so grateful at that stage in my life for every opportunity, every potential client, that there was nothing I could say no to mm-hmm. every board offer. And so I just said yes to everything, And I realized, you know, at a certain point, I had just put too many things on my plate that actually weren't producing what I considered to be work-life harmony for me, right? And so I think a really important thing uh, to note about this book is I'm going to ask you so many questions about who you are right now in this moment, how you want to show up in your life, who's important in your life to help you really get to a formula of what work-life harmony looks like for you. And that was really... Um, the journey I was on to figure out what that actually meant for me in my life.
1: Mm. Now, I feel like we live in a time, as I said, where people are doing what you just described. They're hustling, they're trying to accomplish their goals, and they may not even recognize the signs of burnout. So what did burnout look like for you when you had your first one at age 27?
0: I think it was just feeling like Work was too much. Physically, not feeling well. Mm -hmm. Over exhaustion, right? Like the classic burnout. Um, I think now, understanding what work-life harmony feels like, I I can feel like things are a little bit off, and then I understand what ritual I need to do or what I need to do to like get myself back into the zone. Mm -hmm. But at that time, I I don't think I could fully. I fully understood it. I think um, in hindsight understanding like, you know, when you look back, you're like, oh, that feeling I had in my stomach every time I had to go to an event or my hair falling out, like all the things I can go back and piece together now. I'm like, oh, that was my body giving me a sign. Right. I think we over the last few years, I have friends like Kate Northrup, who have come up with these amazing books right around body first, business second, Latham Thomas. Right. There are some women who have really taken on um, exploring that connection between our bodies and the way we work. And I think I just didn't have that connection at that stage in my life. You know, I, I could drink a Starbucks and not eat a meal until three o'clock. Like now I would never, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But there are those things that were all part of a hustle culture that I think we all were buying into. And, and for me, it was, um, you know, no vacations. So I grew up in New Jersey rather from Lancaster, Pennsylvania, but in that whole thing, it was like summer at the shore was a big thing, right? Family trip to Disney world. So I grew up understanding like the reward that you celebrate, that you have fun. But again, I think for many of us, when we get into our first big job or we get into starting a business, we feel the assumption is that we're going to hustle 24 seven to build Mm. that out.
1: Mm. So you have since created the Elevation Approach, which is meant to help us either prevent burnout or come back from burnout. Now, that being said, we do live in an age where there is a lot of self-care or Mm self-help advice out there. There are a lot of self-proclaimed professors on TikTok. So what would you say sets your framework with Elevation Approach aside or apart from everything else that's out there?
0: So first, I wanted to design something that had a lot of flexibility, right? Mm -hmm. So there are four phases in the elevation approach, preparation, inspiration, recreation and transformation. And in the book, I talk about how, you know, I basically got to my burnout phase because or stage because I was constantly in preparation and inspiration. Right. So preparation is as you think about it, you are seeing how feasible your big idea is. So I would do all run the numbers, do the work inspiration is about socializing it with people and getting feedback. And I was in a constant loop of, I have a big idea. I go ask people about that idea. I iterate on that idea. And I was in this constant loop. And what I realized is when I integrated recreation, which is really finding a moment to take a pause, that is what really allowed me to pull everything together and actually launch the thing, right? Mm -hmm. So talking about like, how did I know I was in burnout? I remember being on a retreat in Utah and I'd had a massage and the person there was a super talented gifted person. And he's like, I want you to know, I can tell you're working out, but you have a lot of stress and it's not helping. And so I don't know if anyone can relate to things that are supposed to make you feel better that are part of your everyday. You know, if you're wondering, am I in burnout? are there things that you always did that made you feel better that aren't working anymore? Mm. You know, those little band-aids. And I realized that, you know, at the time my soul cycle classes, all those things were actually just helping me burn out. They weren't actually giving me what I needed. When I started doing more work with my doctors and started to understand my body, I understood the workouts I needed and just what I needed to actually ground. Like I am the type of person who needs something that's way more grounding, right? Like I, spend so much time kind of like on that hamster wheel, I need to actually get off and do the thing I dreaded, which was yoga. Like I dreaded that idea, but that's what I need. And so Mm. I think to answer your question about what makes this framework different is I'm not gonna come in, besides giving you these four phases, I'm not even gonna tell you that you have to do it in order. I'm gonna just say, here are the tools, but until you know what you want and what work-life harmony looks like for you, you can't come up with this plan, right? So I'm not going to say dive into this plan and then work-life harmony will appear. That's not how Mm. it works. I'm going to ask you to kind of really get to know yourself again, get to know who you are post-pandemic, get to know who you are at this stage in your life. And also hopefully give you some freedom to say, if you had dreams and goals 10 years ago, you don't have to still have those same dreams and goals. Mm. You can change, you can evolve. And this is really a blueprint to help you as you're seeking this better quality of life.
1: Ooh, I love that. So now that we are starting to see what burnout looks like and see the importance of looking for another way, where do you recommend we start with seeking out work-life balance?
0: And so when I thought about, you know, why work-life harmony over balance, right? Balance harmony, is, rather. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So right, balance is a scale. You think mm-hmm. about a scale, think about periods in life where you're working a lot. Um, I want to be clear that I'm not saying those things are going to go away, right? We just Mm -hmm. came through a season of graduations. I can guarantee you all those people graduating hustled hard, right? They had that like final push where they had to make it happen. We're all going to have seasons in life where we feel we are pushing more, right? So what balance says is let's say you're turning in your final papers or you're in a, you know, you have a busy quarter at work. Balance means you now have to add more personal stuff to balance it out, right? So more work, more personal, more work, more personal. You're just adding stuff to the scale. When I like to think about the concept of work-life harmony, I think about preparing your favorite meal, right? Only you know what the dish is. Only you know what flavors work together. You know when a flavor shows up that does not work with the meal, right? And it's one plate. You're just trying to fit things, on that plate, but you decide how much protein you decide how many vegetables that they're there or not, it's your plate and Mm. you've got to own it and you've got to be happy with it. But I'm not telling you get a plate and just keep piling. Right. I'm saying you've got to figure out what that looks like. So if you are in a busy season at work, it is probably impossible that you're going to then book a major trip. Right. Mm. But what you can do is say, you know what harmony feels like for me? It feels like seeing my friends once a month. So I'm going to put that on the calendar. And when I'm busy at work, I'm going to keep looking forward to that two hours, three hours I'm going to have, and I'm feeling better, right? So that is just the goal is to say, how can we get you feeling the way you want to feel? Because we all have goals, we all have dreams, but you want to be able to enjoy achieving those when you get there, right? And not being, which I felt certain stages in my life, I was so burnt out. I couldn't actually enjoy what I was accomplishing. Mm.
1: So you've talked about your four phases and before even getting into those four phases is knowing what balance looks like for you. But when we're ready to prepare, what does preparation look like?
0: So, in the preparation phase, and you know, we've talked about the four phases, but what I decided you needed, right? I'm like, well, you could kind of get stuck in a phase, right? So, I developed these 12 principles of instant elevation, and each phase has three. And so, in preparation, it's declutter your space, get curious, and know your numbers. So, why those three? I think whenever I'm starting to feel overwhelmed, right? I just went through this like a week or so ago where I was thinking about what my summer could look like and I felt Mm -hmm. overwhelmed and I immediately didn't even realize I went into this massive decluttering of my personal space, my bedroom, my bathroom. And I feel so much ease now when I'm in that space and so open and I didn't realize how it was stressing me out that and I had a busy spring, I was traveling a lot, but I didn't even realize how affected I was by the clutter in my space. Right. And mm-hmm. so when I say clutter, think about digital clutter, right? Like I feel better when my inbox is clean. Maybe your calendar has got a lot of stuff. You didn't RSVP too. and you don't know why it's on your calendar. Like take five minutes and declutter that, you know, mm-hmm. emotional things like there, there, there's a lot of clutter that we carry that keeps us from feeling that harmony that I'm talking about. And then get curious. You know, I think it's really important to have a practice around curiosity. You know, I don't think it's something that can be taught in a way, but I mm-hmm. think you we innately are curious as human beings. We have to nurture it, right? And I think sometimes we're taught things are only a, like appropriate in childhood and then you have to outgrow, but I don't yeah. think you should ever outgrow curiosity and being interested in something new, right? And so just having a new interest or something, you don't know how to do that well, like get curious. Mm-hmm. And then finally, when I talk about knowing your numbers, I'm not just talking about money. Obviously, it's very important to understand that big number. But for me, like I wear an aura ring every day. I want to know what my sleep sleep score was from the night before. So I understand how ready I am for the day ahead. And it really helps me plan energy. You know, there's so many numbers that I I keep on top of related to my health. But you know, knowing the important numbers, you know, I remember at one stage in life when I was really busy, it was like, how many times am I seeing my friends and family in a month? Because that really grounds me and it's super Mm -hmm. important to my work-life harmony. And so I have to track it, you know? So getting into the practice of tracking the things that are really important to you, you will find that once you notice they're missing, you know what to do about it, right? Right. And Mm -hmm. so often we don't know what's missing and we don't, take the time to do that inventory that we don't even know what those numbers are.
1: So awareness is very important. And I believe I read in your book that when you see the clutter, don't just jump straight in to fix the clutter or clean it up, but try to be introspective about how did I get here? What am I doing in my life that leads me to clutter? And I didn't realize that I needed to do this until I saw that because there are times where I'm super busy and I allow the clutter to pile up. And then all of a sudden I'm like, I've been feeling off. Let me clean up. And then it's like a reboot for me. So Mm -hmm. that I thought was an extremely important point that you brought up just within that phase.
0: Yeah. And and like, even for me, when I was like, how did my bathroom room get Mm -hmm. to looking? I was like, oh, because I've been on the road for three months. And so what I really need to do is a hard reset and I, I just honestly can't tell you how much better I feel from doing something like that. But it could be like it's a new season, you need to clean up your desk. You know, obviously yeah. I know a lot about desk stuff as I have that home office line at Target yes. right now. Um, but I that's one of the reasons why I wanted to build Elevation by Tina Wells, because I feel like work-life harmony has to extend beyond how we're thinking. But when I, you know, get to work and have my desk mat and get to see that organization there, and I'm, I have these tools to help me stay organized. I just feel better. And I think Mm -hmm. when we talk about harmony, harmony is a feeling and it's all about creating and staying in, in that feeling. And, you know, any tools that we have to help us are incredibly important. Mm.
1: So I will let our listeners learn about the next phases of your elevation approach when they pick up your book. But I'm very curious. I think a lot of women who probably benefit from your framework are type A, they are go-getters. What tends to be the biggest block to them adapting your system, whether it's mentally or physically?
0: Um, so you've just described me and I will tell you uh, Guilty. <laughs> my biggest issue with my own system. It's still to this day. It's my biggest thing is recreation and mm-hmm. recreation is what is transformational, right? When you are at a place and we all are doing this now every day, we take in so much information. We are constantly processing information and recreation is giving yourself a moment to process everything you've just taken in. And I think it's type a, we see it as rest, or we see it as like, you know, crashing on the job, not continuing. And that was the biggest mistake I I made. And I continue to make, I can't tell you like, I know that this fall um, is all about transformation for me. And I will say for me, um, The elevation approach also follows the season. So like winter is preparation for me. Spring is inspiration. Hence, I was like on the move. You know, that is the season for me for that. Mm -hmm. Summer is recreation and fall is transformation. If you think about it, for many of us, we come back from a summer holiday and we really run ourselves into the ground until the end of the year. Right. Um, That probably won't change. Right. So what I started to think about was, well, my summer seems really light. And how can I add a bunch of stuff to it? Right. I immediately got to this type A place of like, but I can fit all these other things in and maybe I need more trips. And then I said, I got to stop myself because if I do that, if I don't allow for this period of rest, right, reflection, I won't have the juice to transform. Mm. And so to type A people like me, I want to say just I'm not asking you to try it with like a sabbatical. Like My buildup was a sabbatical four years ago that completely changed my life. I'll say start with 15 minutes and then once you see that there's been some productivity from that, then go to 30 and then you will find that it's the easiest thing to do to say that you're going to do some recreation because you see it paying off. You know, when I would come out of like a short walk or a quick conversation or something and realize I was problem solving or working way more efficiently at the end of my day, um, I, I started to realize it worked, you know, and I will say I also live my day in the elevation approach. So my mornings are preparation. My afternoons are inspiration. Hence, when I'm more social, like filming a podcast, Um, and then I have to have some recreation in the afternoon. I don't know if any of you guys experience that afternoon dip. Mm -hmm. That is the time to get some recreation Mm. because we got to bring it all together and transform right at the end of the day. It's like got to bring the day together together. You know, my days are a bit longer now as I I do some work in China. So I have to, you know, have a work day that goes to eight, nine, 10 o'clock at night some days. I need that little break in the early evening to help me, you know, continue to go.
1: Maybe break down what a day or even a week in your life looks like now that you've been able to fully adapt in um, the elevation approach. I think I like that you showed us macro level what your year looks like. But what does a day in your life or a week in your life look like now?
0: Yeah. So like I said, I start my mornings with preparation. Right. And so that is like the time where I intake. Right. So we know it's decluttering your space, getting curious, know your numbers. I do a lot of that in the morning i'm curious about what's going on in the world so i start with like my world news update um i normally have a ritual in my morning where i'm like making a drink of some sort hot cold anything in between it's summer now it's like iced coffee and milk. um so i take a couple minutes to do that um, i'm catching up on emails from the night before so i really am not as outward focus or or talking to other people, that becomes my late morning through afternoon, right? Where that's inspiration phase. Like I said, I'm way more social and out and about. And then at some point in the afternoon, I need some recreation. And once I have that, I kind of have
1: my energy to continue through the end of the day. Now, for anyone who is excited about the elevation approach and they just really want to connect with you, I know that you also have a workbook coming out that's going to accompany your book. Could you tell us where we can connect with you and where we can learn more? Absolutely.
0: You can learn more at TinaWells.com. I have a weekly newsletter that you can subscribe to that has a lot of tips. Um, I'm on Instagram. It's Tina Wells. And I just, I'm so excited to connect with any of you and chat with you and chat about the book and the elevation approach and the target line. And um, I just love connecting with people and talking about this method.
1: Well, Tina, I really appreciate you sharing this elevation approach with us. Hopefully it gives people a really different way to approach their work-life harmony. So thank you. Thanks, Sarah. That's great. Hi, Offscripters. I'm so glad you made it to the end of this episode. If you found this show helpful, please pay it forward by sharing us with your network and leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. Between episodes, you can find us on Instagram. Our handle is at She's Offscript, or you can catch up on past episodes at She'sOffscript.com. All right, with that, we'll see you right back here next Thursday for another episode. Bye.